Um, so as you can tell, I am not Pastor Kyle. Um, he and a team from our church are actually in Guatemala right now. And so um, they send their love. I spoke with them this morning. Thank goodness for technology. Um, and for those of you who know me, um, I am a crier. And so I was so proud of myself. They left Friday. I cried on Friday. <laughs> and yesterday was day two, and I, I went all day long without crying. And then we FaceTimed last night for the first time, and he shows me this little dress that he bought for the baby. Oh, man. Lost it. So they're having a great time. Yesterday, they actually, um, they're with missionaries that have been down there for 30 years. Um, and every single Saturday for 30 years, they um, have a kids' ministry on Saturday in the marketplace. And so yesterday, they did a kids' lesson um, and a craft and just brought the Word of God to these beautiful children um, in the center of the city where everybody comes on Saturday anyways to get their food and um, things that they need. So they did that yesterday, and then this morning they got up really early, and they're traveling to a village a couple of hours away from where they originally stopped, and they're um, doing a church service for a church there, and then they're going to spend the next couple of days serving them by painting and just anything that they need. So um, I, they're doing good, but please continue to pray for them as they're there. Um, one thing that they're fighting in the first couple of days is just rain, just plain weather. Um, so pray that it stops raining so that they can paint and do the things that they're called to do there um, for these people. Um, and the cool part about it is we're sitting here, but we're still a part of that. So as you say prayers um, and wish that you were there, because I think it would be awesome to be there, know that you're still there with them um, as you pray and you're a part of that. So um, I, I told someone this morning that you get me, I guess I'm the second string person to speak this morning. And um, so I just hang on. I'm not, my husband, he can preach without notes. He memorizes his messages. And um, so if I look down here, it's just my notes because um, I can't, I can't do that, but that's okay. Um, I'm really excited and I'm super honored to bring the word this morning. I don't feel super qualified, but hey, I'm here, and um, we just pray that the Lord uses me this morning to speak a word to our body. So we're opening up a new series called Make Some Room today, um, and I'm taking the first week, and we're just going to be diving into different areas of places in our lives that we need to make some room for. At the beginning of this year, um, I started feeling a stirring from the Lord, and all... Has anybody ever received something from the Lord, and um, it's pretty simple, just broken down? Like, for me, this at the beginning of the year, it was just this one word was more. And sometimes I think the Lord needs us just to take one chunk at a time and digest it. And so for a, few, a couple of months, I just prayed about, okay, Lord, what, what are you wanting me to have more of? I mean, I'm currently pregnant, so... We're making more room in our family. <laughs> we're, we're shoving things around in the house to make it work. And um, so I started praying about what that meant for me. Um, because I don't know about you, but God does not want us to stay where we're at. He wants us to grow and move. And so I prayed through that. And 
Um, I, 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 couldn't, I was just like, okay, Lord, I'm not confused by that. I know what the word more means, but, you know, help me figure that out. Help me kind of narrow that down of what that requires of me. What, what do you want? What are you asking me to do? And um, so I found out I was going to be speaking maybe about three weeks ago for this um, week. And I immediately just started like, oh, I'll talk about this or I'll talk about that. And nothing ever kind of gelled or made me feel at peace about it. I was like, no, that's not right. I don't, I don't think that's right. And um, then I found out that we're starting a new series called Make Some Room. And so I just started praying about that. Okay, Lord, what do I need to make room for? Like, I'm going to just start with myself. And um, he very clearly spoke deeper, go deeper. And I'm like, okay, so make some room for the deep. I can do that. Um, and then he said to me, if in order to go somewhere deeper, you have to leave the shallow. And again, not, that's not profound. It's not like the coolest thing you've ever heard. Because you know to go somewhere, you have to leave that place to go somewhere. Um, but then I just started thinking like, okay, Lord, and we have a five-year-old, and for those of you who haven't been outside in the past three weeks, it's a little hot out there. And um, we have a five-year-old, and he can't swim on his own yet. And um, so when I thought of the shallow and the deep, I immediately went to swimming. So he's got swimmies, and he loves the water, he loves the pool, but um, he's very safe in the shallow end, and so he stays there because he can't swim. He has the little swimmies, and so when he has those on, it gives him more confidence, but um, again, he can't, hold, he can't swim. It can't hold himself up. So um, the, the, just a couple of things that the Lord spoke to me, and then we're going to get into the scripture in just a second. Um, the shallow end or the shallow water is comfortable. Um, and going deep requires commitment, hard work, digging, even when you run into the roots. Um, and so if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 5. That's where we're going to spend most of our time today. Um, if not, we have it on the screen. Um, and in the, in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John... All the writers kind of take a different approach of how they tell a story. It's all the same story, but in Matthew and Mark, um, basically this is the story of where Jesus calls the first disciples and tells them to come and follow me. So basically what's happening here in Matthew and Mark is um, the, these fishermen dudes see Jesus and Jesus says, come, follow me. And I don't know about you, but guys are pretty... Direct and to the point. Come, follow me. So Matthew and Mark tell the same story. Not too many details. Come, follow me. So they put their fishing nets down and they followed Jesus. Um, but in Luke, we see a little bit more of a detailed account. It is the same story. But what I found there was pretty interesting. So we're going to read um, 11 verses, if that's okay with you. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, 
the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Now I want to stop here really quick. Um, this doesn't really have a whole lot to do with going deep, but can you imagine being a fisherman? You got your boat there. Boats are not cheap. You got all your fisherman gear, and this dude just walks up and gets in your boat and tells you to like back it out a little bit so he can move. I don't know. I just I'm blown away by that because most people would be like, "Oh, hey, what's your name? Excuse me, this is my boat." Um, can I help you with something? But no, he just, he gets in the boat and he says, hey, pull out a little bit from the shore. And then he sat down and he, and he started teaching the people from the boat. So all the people were on the shore and, um, I guess with the water, it would echo a little bit. So if you went out and then he started speaking to the people on the shore, they could hear better. Um, but I think that's super cool that Simon just watched him and was like, okay, take my boat. Um, okay, let's move on. That's just a side note. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Um, another thing that I saw here in verse four is that, um, Simon is a fisherman. That's what he does for work. And Jesus is not a fisherman. And he's telling Simon what to do after, and I think this is like first thing in the morning, so they had been fishing all night. And that's another frustrating thing for us when we're professionals at something that we're doing, and then somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about usually, or at least in our brains, they come and tell you what to do after you've been working all night long. Maybe you should try this. I don't know. You know, I think that the Lord was just humbling him over and over like hey why don't you try this out and so in number five in verse number five he says to jesus master we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything but because you say so i will let down the nets keep going when they had done so they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break So they signaled, they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. That is a lot of fish. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. They were the owners of the other boat that was sitting there. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So this is the verse where in Matthew and Mark, he just says, come follow me. You're going to be fishers of men. That's a pretty popular um, scripture. Um, I think there's, yeah, one more. So they pulled their boats on shore, left everything, and followed him. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you for your word. And God, I just pray that as we um, digest it this morning, that you will speak to us very clearly. Lord, in Matthew and Mark, you spoke something completely different in the way that they recorded it. And in Luke, he recorded it in a different way. So this morning, I pray that as I speak, 
that what comes out will be heard in the way that they need, these people need to hear it. God, that they will digest it in the way that you have for them. Thank you for um, loving us in Jesus' name. Amen. There I go. All right. Uh, good start. So make some room for the deep. That's what we're talking about. And I just, I wanted to break it down into three different areas in our lives that we can make room for the deep. Um, because Jesus just told Simon, Put, why don't you cast the net, go a little deeper and cast the net on the other side. And I think a lot of times when we hear from either spiritual leaders or even the Lord directly, at first we can choose to be offended because we're like, yeah, I've been doing this all night long, caught nothing. Like I know I'm not going to waste a whole night of my work, my labor, and just fake it, like I'm going to do what I know to do, and still Jesus finds us where we're at, and he says, why don't you just go a little deeper, and so the first thing that I want us to point out is go deeper in the word. Um, In Colossians 3.16, it says, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And that verse speaks to me because it's not just um, let the message of Christ dwell among you when you come to church on Sunday. It's let it dwell among you richly. That means you got to go deeper. you gotta, you got to go deeper into the Word. You can't. And this is a command where Jesus says, I love this, the last song that we sang, you've called me higher, you've called me deeper. It's, it's a command. He's called us to go deeper. So it's just, it's, I think this scripture in Colossians just says, let it dwell among you richly. That means you have to dig. You have to have commitment to that. Um, number two, go deeper and be intentional in your relationships. Um, And before we get into the scripture for that, if you're only spending time with people in the shallow, that is where you will stay. Okay, I'm just gonna let that sink in real quick. Um, And there's nothing against people that are in our lives that aren't making us grow. However, if that's the only people that we're spending our time with, then that's kind of, the level that we're going to max out at. So I suggest that we surround ourselves just like um, notice how Jesus got into Simon's boat and told him, just go out to the shore a bit. You need to find people that you can go deeper with. Um, We talked about Matthew and Mark and how they just took the story of come follow me. And then we just read Luke. And in John, John's over there. He's in the second boat. And he's just kind of watching all of this. And what John doesn't give that whole full long story, but he, have you ever seen another type of person that there may be a people watcher? And you can tell they're taking it all in and figuring it out. It's not that they're not having anything to say, but they're just, you know, they're wanting to get all the facts. So John, I believe, is a people watcher. And he, so his account is basically... Um, let's go to John 1, 40 and 42 for a second. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. 
The first thing Andrew did was find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah. So John and Andrew, they just went and told people, he's the real thing. We have found him. We just saw him basically say, go over there and drop your net. And the whole thing was overflowing so much that our two boats were sinking. That's how many fish they were getting. So go deeper in your relationships. Surround yourself. Be intentional with people that are going to tell you about the good thing. And sometimes we have to be okay with them telling us the truth. Like, hey, I don't think you should go there or do that. It's in love, but it's for our best. So go deeper in the word. Um, Go deeper and be intentional in your relationships. And um, the last one, and again, I'm kind of going a little bit fast, but I'm sorry. Um, You guys can eat sooner, I guess. Um, Go deeper with the Holy Spirit and be obedient. We're going to go back to Luke 5, verse 5, and I love what Simon says. At the second half of the verse, he says, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. We have to come to a place, even in our professional, you know, know everything minds, we have to come to a place where we say, okay, Lord, because you say so. I, I feel like maybe I'm a better fisherman than, than you, and I, I'm not suggesting you tell the Lord that, but, um, you know, whatever word you feel like you're hearing from him, just say, because you say so, you know what? I'm going to be obedient. Um, and I think that's the Holy Spirit working in our lives. And I'm going to read this really quick because I can, um, I can read it way more, way more better on my word. <laughs> okay. When we commune with the Holy Spirit, we are aligning our desires and actions with the will of the Father. He is the one who unfolds the mysteries of Scripture and reveals the heart of God to us. The Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts and calm every fear. The Holy Spirit is a comforter as well as a teacher. Communing with the Holy Spirit will also cause us to move deeper into righteousness and holiness. It's so easy to lose our focus in the busyness of life, failing to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide our lives. We need to be alert and sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, for it is the Holy Spirit who helps us go to the deep. Um, Yeah, I think this is probably one of the most important ones, is just be sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and then do it. Because a lot of times the Lord will ask me to do something, and I'm like, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to do that because it takes me out of my comfort zone, right? But almost every single, well, no, every single time that I'm obedient, I see fruit in that. Because it's not me, it's him that's, and I'm just being the vessel that's being obedient. Um, and so he is, he's the comforter, he's the teacher, he helps us to understand when we read a scripture and don't get it. Um, in, uh-oh, oh, Romans 8, 26 and 27. Do we have that one? Yes, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. 
And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Um, if the if the band could go ahead and come, I'm just I'm gonna close here. Um, in a second, we're gonna take communion. And for those of you who have never been here before, um, please come back. <laughs> My husband will be speaking next week. But um, for those of you who have never been before, we um, do communion every single week. We just believe that's um, part of who we are and what God calls us to do. Um, and at the beginning of the message, I told you about our five-year-old and how he, he can't swim. He feels safe in the shallow water. And um, what's so awesome about the deep water, though, is that it's clear. The deeper you get, the clearer the water is. The view is better. And it makes me think of the end of 1 Corinthians 13, where he, the, um, the scripture says, For now we know in part... But when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. So when you're standing in the shallow and it's kind of that murky, nasty water and you can't really see, it does create a fear in us to continue to go deeper because we, that's, we can't see what's in front of us. And the Lord asks us to just take one step at a time of obedience. He doesn't ask you to do things that are supernatural. He just asks you to take a step. And so this morning, when we read the scripture from 1 Corinthians 13, it says, When I was a child, I talked like a child, I thought like a child, and I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I put the childish ways behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, and then I shall know fully, even as I'm fully known. And I would hate for us to miss out on the deep, clear water that Jesus has for us because we're afraid. Because my son cannot be a 14-year-old kid with swimmies on. I have to, I have to be diligent about teaching him how to swim, right? Because that's that's what he needs for his life. Honestly, as a, as a mom in our society, I feel like I'm already behind in that area. Like, he should be swimming already because now you have these people saying, like, oh, well, my child's been swimming since they were three months old or, so, you know, something like that. But at this point now, I have to say, okay, we're going to learn how to swim because that's for your safety. And in the same way, God is... He's looking at our boats and he's saying, you're never going to get into the deep until you leave the shallow. And so you have to get in and go deeper. And then if he asks us to go deeper, we have to go deeper because we're never going to see the clear. We're not, it's, we're not fully known until, really until Jesus comes back. And so my heart is to just go deeper and deeper with him so that I can see as clear as I can what he has for us. And I think that we're cheating ourselves. We're missing out on the fullness of God when we're just like, no, I'm okay. I'm going to stand on the shore and listen to what Jesus has to say with my swimmies on. And a lot of people live and die 
in that fear. They, they experience God in the, in the way that was not meant to be experienced. God wants us to get, God wants our nets to be overflowing. He wants it to be where our boats are sinking and we have to trust him to, to do with what he gives us so that we don't drown, right? Because if, if I let Beckett stand on the steps of the pool for the rest of his life, he's gonna miss out on all the fun of swimming of like the other kids. And as much as we want to hold back in safety, God has so much more for us. And so this morning, as they sing this last song, I'm going to invite you to the table because this is what we can see right now. This is in part. This is Christ's body and blood represented in just a little wafer, piece of bread, and grape juice. That's what we can see right now. But as we go deeper into relationship with him, He's going to show us more and more. And a little dip of bread into grape juice is not going to be a little dip of grape juice anymore. It's going to be digesting the body of Christ. And it's going to mean so much more to us. And one last thing before I sit down and get out of the way. Um, Sorry. I can't move on until we, I just, and I'm not going to ask anybody to come forward, but I just feel impressed that you, you can't go any deeper unless you, I mean, some people in here, who knows, they might not even have their swimmies on yet. So really, <clears throat> really quick before I call you to the table, I'm going <clears> to <throat> just say a prayer for those who maybe haven't even said yes to Jesus yet because we all have to start somewhere. And everybody's journey is so different, which I think is so beautiful about the Bible where, you know, Matthew and Mark, they just said, oh yeah, Jesus just told me to come follow him, and I did. And then Luke, he breaks it down so much more for us about going deeper. And so this, throughout this whole series, I pray that you guys make some room for these things that we're going to dive into Um, Really quick, I'm going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for each person in here, Lord. Thank you for their hearts. Thank you for creating them. Lord, I just pray that um, if they've never said yes to you, God, that I, I pray that they will invite you into their life. Lord, acknowledging that you died for us on the cross, God, that you gave the ultimate sacrifice for our sin, for the things that we cannot repay, you sent your son to die for me. That's unbelievable, God, and we thank you for that. And so this morning I just pray for the person who maybe they're like, oh, that's, that's cool, I can go deeper, but I haven't even taken my shoes off yet to get my feet wet. And Lord, I just pray that you will meet them where they're at this morning. God, I pray that as we take this communion, Lord, that it won't just be an action, God, but it will be digesting your spirit so that we can walk away and be obedient. 
Lord, you say, come follow me, leave everything behind, and one step at a time, just follow me. And God, I pray that you will give us the strength to do that this week. I pray that as you ask us to do hard things, the deeper that we get, the easier it'll get. God, because we'll feel your, your presence with us. We love you so much, Lord, and I thank you for the opportunity to be here today. And pray that you'll bless these people in Jesus' name. Amen.